we can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that pique his interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. My name is Jess Mears, and in less than 10 minutes, I'm going to tell you how we can fix the Liberty Movement. So if you've been around the Liberty Movement for any time at all, you know that there has been a history of division and some interpersonal conflict. In the Liberty Movement, we all have shared values and principles that already unite us. So why is it that we can't seem to get along? I heard at an iftar a couple years ago, a friend took me to my first ever iftar, and an imam said part of a prayer. He said, let my actions never be the reason someone thinks less of themselves. And this has been a complete shift in my mindset since I have heard these words. Let my actions never be the reason someone thinks less of themselves. So I've tried to use that as a guiding basis for the relationships that are in my life. And I think a lot of times we get hung up in this need to change the world and change lives. But really what we should be doing here with our time on earth is just making sure that we never leave a negative impact on a fellow human being. So I have sought out in the time that I've been a libertarian activist since 2007, creating space for people to come together and find community in the liberty movement. For people really to flourish, they need to have a community. And when people come to the liberty movement and find a community that's unwelcoming, they're not going to stick around. So you've probably heard before that like 90% of success is showing up. Well, what can people show up to in the liberty movement? There's conventions and there's um, meetings, but where can people come and just be themselves and get to be around people that they enjoy spending time with and in an environment that has less division? So that's what I have focused on my time with is how can I make people feel more comfortable and more like themselves at a libertarian function? So I want to talk about being the person that creates the space for people to show up. How can you bring people together to find the liberty movement as a place where they want to invest their time? Um, what can be done to bring people together? Earlier in probably March or April of 2021, I hosted a clubhouse room with Dave Smith and Justin Amash and Spike Cohen came. This was an attempt from bringing people together, uh, not in a physical space, but in a digital space. But it was something that we could do to try to get people talking with each other and 
community is really one of those things that comes together when people are physically able to be together. So that's what I want to focus on in the next few minutes is how can we bring people together in physical spaces and try to have a better sense of community in the liberty movement. Relationships are a lot like Bitcoin and the value goes up over time. So the more that you invest in your relationships, the more and more valuable that they're going to come. And what are you doing as a political activist or somebody involved in politics? You're really trying to expand your sphere of influence over people. And that means that you're going to need to build relationships. So What are some ways that you can try to build relationships if you have any kind of hesitation or you're just not comfortable yet with um, setting yourself up for hosting an event or something of the sort? Um, There's a few ways that I would recommend trying to work on getting more comfortable building relationships. There's Clubhouse. It's a social media app. It's audio only. You don't have to leave your home. You don't even have to leave your pajamas. And you can start making conversations and meeting new people on Clubhouse. There's another thing I want to tell you about. It's called Lunch Club. And that is a platform that connects people with similar interests or in the same area. So that way you can have like a virtual meeting with somebody else and expand your sphere of influence. So those are just a couple ways that you could work towards trying to make new connections and maybe get yourself a little more comfortable with creating new relationships. Have you ever heard about the power of invitations? Inviting somebody to something is very vulnerable for you. And it's also vulnerable for them because if they accept or they um, decline your invitation, there is a sense of vulnerability in there in one sense or in the other. And if you're not familiar with the psychology behind vulnerability, I definitely recommend Googling Brene Brown now and listening to her TED Talk or on many podcasts where she talks more about vulnerability. So when you're trying to create the environment for somebody to come and have an experience and get more involved with the liberty movement, there's a few things to keep in mind. And these are ways that you can create the best experiences um, for these individuals. Novelty. Um, if your event and your, your, uh, thing that you're trying to host for people has some kind of novel element, it's going to stand out as original and yours. And it's going to help you with your sphere of influence because people are going to start knowing you by this thing that you're doing. So I'm really trying to encourage you to start becoming a host of an activity. You've might have heard of running clubs that end with a beer or so many other things that people do in their communities that bring them together that have some kind of element of novelty. So when you're trying to create your own community, think about something that you like already, that you would already do. See if you can get one more person to do that with you and then start advertising that activity. And eventually you're going to have a community and the amount of influence that you'll have over that community is going to be pretty significant because those people know that you have been creating this environment for them and they've learned to trust you. Um, Ugly sweater parties are another example. When you're trying to set up 
an opportunity for people to come together. Think about curation. Think about who gets a seat at the table. Do you want to invite somebody that has a high profile? Think about if you had a uh, access to Elon Musk and he was at your event and the amount of people that would be very influenced to try to come to such an event. Being part of a community helps people live healthier and happier lives. The markers that indicate human longevity, first is your genetics, second is your social ties like your family and your close relationships, and third is social integration. Do you know the name of the cashier at the grocery store or do you at least say hi to them? If you are well-connected in your community, it's going to help you actually live longer. So that's why I'm advocating for us as libertarians to create community, to make the space for people to come together and to get to know one another. You can guarantee that you're going to make your life worse by not overcoming the fear of getting hurt by connecting with people. So if you give people opportunities to get involved, they will come. And also community building skills are incredibly rewarding and fulfilling. You may actually not look forward to the moments before you have a gathering where you've invited people to, but by the time it's over, you definitely feel so much better about it. I had a friend tell me once that every person is interesting. You just have to get to know them first. And I think that's so true. So my best advice to you today is to be willing to get to know somebody new, be willing to invite a stranger to some place place to do something with you, whether or not it's a counting meeting or a social activity or just something that you've been wanting to do for a while. And why not get people together and create that community? So please let me know if you take my challenge and are you're willing to accept the risk of being vulnerable and hosting an event and creating space for people to come out and get to know each other and maybe even change the world together. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.